Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Even though I'm a folk music devotee, I deeply enjoy enriching myself with the exposure to different forms of music and was excited to go to a performance of Scola Cantorum last December, especially because our Northern Spirit Radio board president, David Huber, is a member of that choir. I was blown away by the performance, a power in choral singing I had never before witnessed, which made me very excited to have here today the director of Scola Cantorum and also director of between six and a dozen other choir groups. His name is Jerry Hoy. He's director of choral activities at the University of Wisconsin at Stout, and he joins us in person for today's Song of the Soul, accompanied by David Huber, assisting me as co-host. Jerry, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Mark. And David, what a treat to have you here today as co-host for Song of the Soul. Thank you. It's nice to actually sit in on an interview for the first time. And it's been so long. I mean, you were one of my very first Song of the Soul interviews way back in 2005. You're president of the board of directors for Northern Spirit Radio. And music is a big part of your life. I have you here because you got me to know Jerry by inviting me to your concert. Tell the folks who are listening a little bit about your history with music. I started playing violin in fourth grade. Found a, a real love of music there, and playing an instrument was really a really wonderful experience. And playing with orchestra in junior high and high school. And in college, there just wasn't much chance for doing music, but I was in the handbell choir at my church, so we had that. And then when I went off to seminary, then that is when I started singing with the seminary choir and doing the choral music and really enjoyed that. And then uh, when I moved to Eau Claire about 15 years ago, I got into the Master Singers Choir and sang with them for eight years and then went over to the School of Cantorum that Jerry directs uh, three years ago. And Jerry, we have you here today for Song of Soul because I went to a Scola Cantorum concert. You were one of the performers as well as directing. I was amazed by the music. Very frequently for Song of the Soul, my guests are kind of folk music, singer-songwriter American style. And you do something totally different. Where did you connect with music and where did you connect with this kind of music? I actually started music back in high school, but in a relatively unconventional way. In high school, I would be what you might call a computer nerd. And so in high school, uh, one of the biggest things I was really into doing was writing computer programs, specifically to write your own video games, because what teenage boys didn't want to play computer games, <laughs> of course. And, and then, you know, ended up wanting to make one yourself. At any rate... To have a computer game that makes sense, obviously you need sound, you need music to make it good. So that's actually how I started with music. A couple of friends and I, besides writing the programming code, we were also trying to compose music for these imaginary games that we were making. But that's how I got started 
with music is to just sort of point and click compose music. Soon I found that a lot more fun than the programming. I continued with the programming, mind you, but I also started self-learning a lot of the music theory, traditional harmony theory, how to write for instruments. It just went kind of from there, and I thought it's going to be a side hobby. So when time came that I came to the states for undergrad when I was eighteen, it seems like there was an opportunity for me to finally take a music class. The music professor at that time I was at UW Richland Center, two-year campus, very small campus. The professor told me, "If you really want to do music theory, you have to be a music major. But don't worry, you can change your major any time." At that point, my intended major was computer engineering. So I thought, you know what? It's just one year; it doesn't hurt. I just want to take this class. So I switched my major to music, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up really liking studying music. Finally, I transferred down to Madison and finished my undergrad degree in computer science. Didn't drop that because my parents they would kill me. <laughs> But I finished my computer science training alongside a music composition degree. And so that was my accident falling into studying music. But choral music is actually yet another accident. <laughs> so in Madison, there was a pretty strong, diverse group of international students who have had a lot of choral experience when they were in high school. So they decided to start their own choir that would sort of encourage all international students to participate. And they were looking around for a choral director. Lo and behold, there is a random person from Hong Kong, me, who is in the music major. So if he's studying music, he must know how to direct a choir, right? So that's how I ended up starting to work with singers and doing choral conducting. And yeah, choral music has just become a really huge part of my personal life as well as my professional life, and it's wonderful. So let's get started with your music. I want to tell all the listeners ahead of time that unfortunately, a lot of this music you're not going to be able to go out and buy. These are recordings, for the most part, of concerts that you've been directing the choirs in, right? Right. I guess it depends on how you see the half-empty class. I see this as an opportunity of potentially. Getting to hear some of these recordings for free. Not everything is available online. Some of it because of trickier copyrights. So, and I definitely cannot sell some of these pieces that other people compose. But for a lot of these recordings, you can actually access it for free on either my personal website or、um, Skola Cantorum's website. And we'll have both of those links on NordenSpiritRadio.org, the website for Jerry Jerry Hui, which is J E R R Y H U I dot com, and Scola Cantorum. Their website is Scola S C H O L A E C for Eau Claire. dot org and again the links on NordenSpiritRadio.org you all know how to spell that so come and click and follow Jerry's music and the music of a number of the groups that he's been leading and there's a lot of them so what's the first song we're going to start off with? Well, I'd like to start off with showcasing my students' work at University of Wisconsin Stout. I think one of the joys. Of working in choral music, and thus the reason that Mark, when you asked me to provide you with a list of songs, that's one of the many reasons why I picked 
mostly pieces that are not necessarily my personal composition, even though I am a composer. But I really want to make sure I find some recording to really showcase groups that I have worked with that I really felt like had a strong meaning for me. So maybe we can start with this first piece called Tempus. It is composed by a Canadian composer by the name of Stephen Chapman, a really, really lovely guy who's based in Vancouver. This piece, Tempus, is from a set of four pieces called the Time Pieces. Each of these pieces has something to do with the concept of time. Some of them are a little more sentimental that sort of reflects upon the meaning of life through time. But for this particular movement that we're going to hear, Tempus, it actually only contains a very simple line. In Latin, translates, time is the measurement of motion, which sounds pretty dry and pretty dull. But to me, one of the really fun things about singing certain texts uh, in music is to really dig deep into how the music can sort of add additional meaning imbue a certain way that you can interpret what the text is about. And to me, this particular piece has a very, how should I say it? There's a stately quality to the music for this particular piece that it seems that we're supposed to take this line in a much graver, much more serious way than just a very dry physical explanation of what time is. And now the big moment has arrived. We'll hear the first song uh, directed here by Jerry Hoy. It's Tempus. That beautiful choral piece performed by the University of Wisconsin Stout Chamber Choir, directed by Jerry Hoy, is called Tempus, Time. Time, And as you said, Jerry, the time is the measurement of motion. Interestingly, I just finished listening to a book called The Order of Time which is deep in the physics of relativity and quantum, and time doesn't exist, unfortunately. It's a construction that we have. Is that how you think about time, David? 
Yeah, I was just thinking of uh, time as a measurement of motion, and I'd have to Wikipedia to be sure, but I know the the way the second is defined is so many oscillations of particular atom, I think a cesium atom or a particular isotope of cesium at, you know, standard temperature and pressure. And again, David Huber is sitting in today as co-host, in part because he's much more familiar with choral music than I am. Well, let's keep going with another song right away. Uh, What would you care to share, Jerry? We can hear another performance of my students from UW-Stout. This is an arrangement of How Can I Keep From Singing that I wrote for the groups in spring of 2016. We were at that time preparing to do our very first international tour, visiting mainland China in May 2016. We were going to visit China with a program that features all American music. And the band had a pretty easy time picking stuff. They played jazz. For me, it was a little more tricky just picking choral music that features the idea of America. Obviously, I can just sort of do a hodgepodge of pieces that are by American composers, and there are plenty of those. But I thought it would be just as interesting if we add an additional angle to how we curate that program. I decided to sort of trace the origin of American choral tradition in one of many angles. So I decided to pick the point where the Protestants came to North America and brought along with them this idea of church music, connecting that particular dot of choral music in America with jazz. So in between, we sang quite a diverse number of things. We actually, on that program, we did a piece that was a church hymn written in the style of 16th century choral hymn, but it was set in Quechuan, which is a Native American language. And then we also sang some shape note music. We sang some early hymns from various denominations. And then we did some gospels, some really old spirituals. And then we transfer into gospels in a more pop rendition. But we ended that whole journey with this particular arrangement of how can I keep from singing? How can I keep from singing often would be viewed as a sacred piece, if you will. But if you read closely into the lyrics, it actually does not quite specify what religion it is. So in some way, you can even view How Can I Keep From Singing as almost a secular hymn. And so to sort of muddle that point a little bit more, toward the end of this arrangement, you will hear the alto singing Amazing Grace in the middle of the rest of the choirs continue to sing How Can I Keep From Singing. And Amazing Grace also, interestingly enough, sits in a very similar place as well, but more so for American pop culture. The text itself is clearly Christian, but where it often appears in pop culture sort of grants Amazing Grace a really special place, I think, in sort of the the zeitgeist of Americans, thinking of what does it mean even to be an American? I wouldn't go as far as to call Amazing Grace like a de facto national anthem, but I argue it could easily become one of those. Oh, I think it's, yeah, it fits, yeah. So, folks, we're going to listen here to the University of Wisconsin Stout Symphonic Singers and Chamber Choir. Back in the spring of 2016, Jerry Hoy directing How Can I Keep From Singing combined with Amazing Grace. 
was How Can I Keep From Singing, combined at one point with Amazing Grace. Jerry Hoy was directing the UW Stout Symphonic Singers and Chamber Orchestra. And that song, How Can I Keep From Singing, is one of my personal favorites. It's sung particularly frequently in Quaker circles, which I'm Quaker. And just a couple weeks ago on Song of the Soul... There was a concert with music uh, from Pete Seeger, and that was one of the songs that Pete Seeger made popular to a, a whole generation of people. And I just want to remind everyone who's listening, this is Song of the Soul. Nordenspiritradio.org is our website, and on that site we'll have links to Jerry Hoy's information. He's director for Scola Cantorum and their website, scolaec.org. You don't know how to spell that. Come via nordenspiritradio.org, which you know how to spell. And on that site, you'll also find all of our links to all of our guests since 2005. One of my very first Song of the Soul guests was my co-host for today's Song of the Soul, David Huber, because he knows choral music and I really don't. And again, I understand, Jerry, you're going to correct my lack of knowledge there where you'll get me involved in it, you know, lift up the voice, right? That's right. And that's your purpose in life, I think, lifting up the voice. And that's part of what we try and do for Song of the Soul. We invite guests in to share where music intersects with their soul. And that's why we have Jerry Hoyce here today. Also on our site, there's a place to post comments, make our communication two-way, post a comment. The way that this is financed is through listener donations, not through government, not through corporations, but it's because you, the listeners, want to see it continue. Click donate when you come, and do not forget, and put this first, actually, to support your local community radio stations. Such a valuable assortment of music and news that you get from community radio that you get from no other form of radio. So please start by supporting them and then follow the links from NordenSpiritRadio.org to Jerry Hoy and Scola Cantorum and all this other music. You've composed so much music, Jerry, but you haven't actually included in today's program any of the things that you composed. How is that possible? Is that Are your compositions of your soul, or is it just some other reason? You're just shy. I'm a little shy, <laughs> but I think, I think more so, I'd like to make sure that I can share with you music that I've been making with musicians, with singers who are from Eau Claire, Menominee, general area. A lot of my music compositions had been performed by many musicians, but most of them are not from this area. One thing that I find the most meaningful to me in music making is sometimes not necessarily just the music and how high the quality is, but the process of working with other people, the idea that we can all sit together in a room sort of setting aside everything that we're dealing with in daily lives and just focus on making really good music while hopefully enjoying each other's company. So I, I find that to be one of the most fulfilling things to do. And I'd like to share that and at least make sure that I can share on a local radio works by local musicians. And David, you're part of the Scola Cantorum Choir as you just heard Jerry say, you know, this interaction, this creating something as a group is part of it. Is that what attracted you to Master Singer, Scola Cantorum? I mean, as a minister of a church, you have a lot of time to interact with people. 
and to direct them, I guess, yourself. Maybe you like not being the director of the choir. I don't know. <laughs> it is nice to be in something I'm not in charge of. For making music, and I think even starting as a kid, being in orchestra, one of the, the real big attractions of doing it is that it's something you do as a group. And I found now doing choral music, especially is when it's really working well, is that sense of the whole choir kind of breathing together, being one instrument, being one body, not however many individual voices, but really working together to create one thing and all, all a part of it, no one being the, the soloist or the star. It's, it happens because we're all doing this. Uh, and making something beautiful out of that is, is a wonderful experience. Again, I invited you here, Jerry, because I was at the Scola Cantorum concert back in December. I was so blown away by the power of the music, the choral music, that I just had to have you here. And we need to get some more music. What's next? Well, since we're on the on a binge for polyphonic music, it would be great to listen to this set of two pieces, Regina Celli. The first setting of the Regina Celli is actually the original of the music. It is a Gregorian chant. There is no harmony to this. It's just a group of tenors and basses. You just hear male voices singing this actually not so simple melody together just by hearing each other and just feeling for it. There's something magical about it and also kind of scary. So this setting of Regina Celli as a pair, and this is how we performed it in the concert as well, we sang it as the chant, that's the original, and then we sang a setting by Spanish Renaissance composer Francisco Guerrero that is composed for eight separate voice parts. And speaking of the really fun thing that David was talking about with polyphony, where you can really hear ideas of music being thrown across the choir, how I really hear this particular piece in my mind is that because the whole piece is based on the chant tune, and what you would hear is that the composer is going to take snippets of the chant. So you have to remember carefully when you listen to the chant. You hear snippets of the chant being sort of sliced up and being sort of passed around between all eight voices as if we were just playing a giant game of volleyball. So you would hear someone sing this opening, Regina Telly. Then you hear the similar melody being sung in a different voice part right after another another it's almost like fireworks going off it's so much fun get ready for a lot of fun here with regina celli first the original gregorian chant and then a variation for eight voices by francisco guerrero and all of this performed by scola cantorum and directed by jerry hoy regina
I hope you all love that as much as I do, Regina Celli, in two different varieties. Again, let's blame Jerry Hoy, who's here today for Song of the Soul, for the creativity and the, the magnificence that is conveyed through the voices of all of the folks, Scola Cantorum, including David Huber, who's here today co-hosting for Song of the Soul. And we're going to keep rushing right into some more music, because I know we want to get in one or two more if we can. Where do we go from there, Jerry? I think one piece that would be really nice to sort of calm ourselves down after listening to fireworks that was Guerrero might be the Voices of Peace. And this is composed by a organ composer, Robert Keir. In fact, he, full disclosure, he was my composition professor when I did my master's there at U of O. And Voices of Peace is written for a choir, and this is more in the style of the Hummel rhythm that we mentioned earlier. Everyone is singing a similar rhythm, same text at the same time. But this text is really beautiful. It's a modification of the St. Francis Prayer, which oftentimes you would hear a lot of Rob's music do when he writes for choir. Oftentimes he would take a existing religious text and sort of edit it and modify it a little bit to sort of make it a little less specific in terms of religion, just so that it becomes, you can sort of read into this spirituality of the text across religion. And this is performed by the Menominee Singers. So people are familiar with St. Francis Prayer, Make Me an Instrument of Your Peace. Here it is in intricate variety by Voices of Peace, directed by Jerry Hoy, the Menominee Singers.
that performance of the Menominee Singers Choir was just last year in April of 2018. Since you started with computer games and music, do you know who Christopher Tin is? Yes. I had him as my guest this past year. Oh, and, wow. And, and, of course, he's the one who composed the music for Civilization. That's right. What, I mean, and was that a game that you played? I have played Civilization, just the really old one. But Christopher Tin actually has some really gorgeous music for choir that came from Civilization. In fact, I did one of those pieces with UW Stout a couple of years ago. We did Kiahora. Well, you should listen to my Song of Soul interview with him, which, folks, you can find it on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. But right now, you're going to hear another song by Jerry Hoy, or one that he's directed. So where are we going from here? Since UW Stout came up, maybe we can listen to my arrangement of Silent Night. This is actually a composition that I wrote for last fall, so December of 2018, when I decided to create a program that commemorates the 100 years since the end of World War I. So with this concert, most of the music for a one-hour program, most of the music came from the period of World War I during the war from England, France, or Germany. Some of these music were actually Christmas pieces. And then there are some pieces that we sang that were propaganda songs that were created by the governments to promote the idea of war or promote the fact that our sides are right. And then there were also songs that directly commented on the brutality of war and how bad it is. At the very end of this program, where we also interlaced with family letters, heartbreaking family letters that UW Stout Library has in their archive, of stout students who went to war. Most of them died for one reason or another, but we read their family letters in between sets of pieces. But to close out the entire program, we ended with this arrangement of Silent Night, where we went through the tune three times. We started in German, because that was the original language. We moved on to the French text, and then we ended with English. And during the English portion the audience was invited to sing along as well. So they all did. We sang this at Our Savior's Lutheran Church in Menominee. We had a little over 200 people in attendance, and we turned off most of the lights. The choir had candles up, and so we sang Silent Night that way. It was one of the most emotional musical-making experience that I've ever had. So folks, turn off your lights, light a candle, and join us as Jerry Hoy directs the UW Stout Symphonic Singers and Chamber Choirs, and all of you now listening as we go through Silent Night.
What a beautiful version of Silent Night in three language. Jerry Hoy directing the UW Stout Symphonic Singers back in 2018. And he is our guest today for Song of the Soul. And uh, we're going to squeeze in one more song. I hate to let you go. There's so much you have to share from your previous experience, these passions that come rushing out of you like holy waves of water splashing over us. It's quite amazing. And listening to Silent Night there, I really had the wish that I could have been in that audience. Or in that choir. Or in that choir. (laughs) Okay, so, but let's do consider one more song if we can. Sure. I'd like to share with you a recording from Scola Cantorum's most recent performance. That is back in May 2019. We performed a whole concert featuring the lamentations of by Italian composer Orlando Di Lasso. Actually, he's German, sorry. This particular setting of Lamentations is something that I find just particularly beautiful. There is sort of a... I don't know how how you would describe it. On the surface, this music might seem very one and the same all the way through, but given that this is one of the most dramatic and sad texts from the Bible that talks about the fall of Jerusalem, Lazarus' setting in there mostly expresses a just sort of never-ending grief, if you will, with a few sprinkles of drama. There's just a quality that squeezed the tears out of you. Did it work for you, David? Were the tears being squeezed out of you as you're singing it with Scola Cantorum? It's a piece that I found to be very emotional. And coming from the the Book of Lamentations out of the Old Testament, which is, I know, seven or eight chapters of our land has been destroyed, our city's gone, we're out of our country, everything is bad and and sad and, and awful. And the music does that in a really neat way. I, a lot of, I think, more modern composers like Pendereski or some others can do that through just making awful noises with the instruments, but Orlando here was just doing it with voices, and it's a, it's a gorgeous piece. I, I really, really like singing it, and we only we did three out of the nine pieces, and three was about enough. That was kind of exhausting, and, and that, that despair and the pain comes through. I think in some ways, like uh, Shostakovich's music, it's just all the pain of Russia, it just comes out. It's just there. And again, this is something that would normally be performed for Monday, Thursday. I mean, it is the Lamentations. It's that Thursday before Easter, so Christ is about to die. I'm amazed how much of this choir music is religious in bass. And and as I was listening to it and realizing that you're directing it, Jerry, and coming from Hong Kong, which you said is majority atheist or or non-church, without a specific religious spiritual identity. I was wondering if doing the music in some way was converting you, that sometimes uh, what we sing and what lifts up our heart leads us in a direction of how we want to live our lives. I don't know if that's true or not for you, Jerry, and I'm, that's why I'm asking. I guess I would say possibly. Singing so much choral music might give me just more than average opportunity to really learn deeply about that religion. But to me, what is more religious or more spiritual is that idea of music making. That, again, you can bring so many people together in the same place 
really just focusing on making something that is beautiful that's uh, that we can share with other people in the world. There are enough pain and ugliness in the world that the least we can do, I think, is to create just a moment of beauty for everyone to enjoy and to seek refuge in. I think I would be quoting French composer Eric Satie in saying this, that music is my altar, my religious sense of refuge. And it's the music making itself that is the most powerful for me. So I guess... Yes, maybe that core music is sort of converting me in some way, but not so much in a sense of specifically to a specific religion, but more so of this idea, this maybe even ideal of people coming together to work together and make something great. And you're certainly doing it for us today that way and for the choirs, the many choirs that you're part of. Again, Jerry Hui is director for choral activities at University of Wisconsin Stout, and there's a number of choirs there that he directs, at least three. Scola Contorum of Eau Claire is one of them. David Huber, who's been guest hosting today for Song of the Soul, is one of the 12 members of that choir. Also, the Chippewa Valley Festival Choir, the Madison Early Music Festival, a lot Isa Toys in Madison, Wisconsin, and he also he had previous engagements with the Eugene Contemporary Chamber Ensemble and New Music Everywhere, which is in Madison. So you'll find all of that by going to Jerry Hoy's site, spelled J-E-R-R-Y-H-U-I dot com. Also remember the Scola Contorum website, Scola, S-C-H-O-L-A-E-C, like in Eau Claire, Dot org and the links are nordenspiritradio.org so you can follow up with more music particularly the Scola Contorum music you can find that on their webpage and not nearly enough of the rest of your music but I do hope you'll be able to get that on since you are a web developer as well Jerry there is some website that's going to show up featuring this music yeah right it'll get there Again, I want to thank you, David, for co-hosting today and for serving as president of the Board of Directors for Northern Spirit Radio. You've given a vast amount of nurture to this ministry of music and of activism, which is Northern Spirit Radio. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It was nice to sit in on an interview, especially one with Jerry. And Jerry, again, thank you for nurturing music, that that altar of music that you referred to that is so beautiful, it's so transformative, even if it uses different language, which so much of your music does, uh, it speaks to the heart in a central way. And thanks for bringing that here today for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And we're going to go out with the third Lamentations for Monday Thursday by Orlando de Lasso. It was performed by Scola Cantorum of Eau Claire and directed by our guest today for Song of the Soul, Jerry Hoy. My appreciation to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Here is third Lamentations for Monday Thursday.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.